good afternoon, everyone. Or it is afternoon when I am recording this podcast, and it's snowing. We actually have snow outside. It's it's actually winter, surprisingly. And let's see. I hope you liked that that opening jingle, that jazz, right? That I I said that I would have like a like an intro music kind of thing going in. Uh, and fading out at the end of, the, of the, each podcast episode, and it's taken me taking me a while to finally get that going, but it's done. Hope you like it. Uh, I think of when I think of uh, when I hear that uh, that jazzy tune, I think of sitting in a like a like at a jazz lounge uh, with some with some wine and engaging in some 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 conversation, some good conversation. So that's what I think of, and. I don't know what you think of. Maybe you think it's silly. Uh, feel free to let me know. And doesn't mean I might change it. <laughs> Anyways, so here we are uh, with a new book for the month of February. And for the month of February, we are diving into a book titled Basic Christianity by John R. W. Stott. Uh, John Stott was an English uh, Anglican uh, pastor, theologian, uh, really uh, well-known, uh, great uh, preacher, uh, not, I mean, depends who you ask. Uh, he is a great preacher. He's not one of the ones that I uh, have have listened to on a regular basis uh, in my Christian life, uh, but uh, he is uh, uh, he is a great pastor and a great preacher. I died in uh, 2011, so not that long ago. But anyways, he wrote this book called Basic Christianity, and it's it's basically a book on the gospel and giving you kind of the, the basics of the gospel, the basics of Christianity. And he would say that the basics of Christianity is uh, the person of Christ, uh, man's need, uh, the work of Christ, and lastly, our response. And I would agree with that. That's probably a helpful way to... Uh, to think about the gospel, when you're thinking about articulating the gospel or teaching the gospel, uh, you want to cover those four areas, and it's essentially what the the gospel about is about. And uh, it's so it is a a book on the gospel, and I chose this book because it, it is my aim each year to have a a book on the gospel. <laughs> um, because I think it's always helpful to remind ourselves of what the gospel is, and it's always helpful to read from uh, from pastors, from theologians, uh, their thoughts and articulation of the gospel. And this book is definitely good. It's helpful. It's it's definitely got some uh, apologetics in it. Uh, not a whole lot, but some. And uh, and the and and. Uh, and John Stott really writes it, uh, I think his main or target audience at writing this book is for those who are, uh, for unbelievers, uh, for those who are at least willing to to think about the gospel and would be willing to read his book. Uh, would I commend this book to you? I would commend this book to you for sure. Now, would I, would I recommend uh, this book to you as a book that you could read with an unbeliever? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, only because uh, it, it depends on 
whether the person or not, whether the person is a reader or not. Uh, the book is 144 pages, and I, I know, I know, I've I've said before in this podcast that I would stick to books that are around 100 pages uh, or less. And last month and this month, I have not kept my word, so I apologize for that. But in my defense, uh, this is a a small book. Um, so. Uh, so it so, but it is 144 pages. Um, I'm not sure an unbeliever would want to read 144 pages on a topic that they may not be all that interested in, uh, especially if they're not a reader. Um, you could maybe skip around uh, through some of the chapters. Uh, like you could you could skip the the, the preface that that'll save you, I think about maybe 10 or 12 pages if that's helpful. Uh, but anyways. Uh, but it, it is a good book, um, a good uh, articulation of the gospel. So, um, so beginning, so he begins with the the person of Christ, and this is a, this is very important. And I, in in seminary, I took this class called uh, the doctrine of the work of Christ. Uh, but before you can think about the work of Christ, you have to first get the person of Christ right. Um, because if you get the person of Christ wrong, then everything else just falls. So we must, must first understand the person of Christ. Who is Christ uh, according to the scriptures? Um, who is Christ according to Christ? Um, and so uh, maybe a helpful way to think about it is, uh, you know, the gospel of according to Christ. <laughs> um, what would what does Christ say about himself? What would Christ say about the gospel? And we don't need a separate, we don't need a fifth gospel to tell us that. We just read through the gospels and we find that information. And thinking about unbelievers um, and really all of us, uh, all of us who are Christians, thinking about uh, our lives before we were Christians and so the the problem, the fundamental problem, and we'll get more we'll get more to this when we get to man's need. But the first thing to wonder, is, uh, the first thing to to understand about man is that it, the man has a problem of the heart, and that is that man's heart is filled with the disease of sin. The Gospel of John. If you remember, as we uh, walk through uh, the Gospel of John uh, in our sermon series last year, or finished last year, uh, the Gospel of John presents uh, the world, uh, presents man as kind of, uh, as uh, really the the darkest uh, of creatures uh, because of his sin. And the problem, uh, and the problem with the human heart because of sin is that man does not want to seek for God. So, think of it like this, if Say you are, say you are, maybe you can use this when you're sharing the gospel with somebody or maybe somebody you've been trying to uh, minister to or evangelize to for a long time. And maybe you're asking question after question or answering question after question. And, and, you know, and, and you get to a point, maybe you get to a point where you may say something like this. If, if I answered all your questions, if, or if, yeah, if all your questions were answered and every proof of Jesus Christ was presented before you, if there was, un- if I could present to you undeniable evidence 
of the person of Jesus Christ, that he lived, that he died, and that he rose again, would you turn your life to him? Would that, would you change your life? And see what they answer, see how they respond. Um, because there's the problem with the human heart, right? Jesus says that that if uh, 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 those who seek uh, shall find the one uh, who knocks, the door will be open. But the problem of the human heart is that no one wants to seek and that no one wants to knock. Or at least many people don't want to seek and knock. And if you cannot seek, then you will never find. And so the problem of the human heart is not that the the problem of salvation is not that salvation isn't possible. The problem of salvation is that people don't want salvation. And even if there was undeniable proof presented before them of the person of Jesus Christ, they still would not want to change their life for Jesus Christ. And so, hence, it doesn't mean we stop sharing the gospel, but it just it means that we must pray all the more. We must pray fervently for the Spirit of God to awaken them and to soften their heart and make them want to change their life for the sake of the gospel. And so there is a, a duality of God's will and man's will. We must present the gospel, but God also must be the one to save through the Holy Spirit. So thinking about the person of Christ and let's see, uh, in two minutes, Give me two minutes. I know it's supposed to be 10 minutes. Give me two minutes. The, uh, thinking about the person of Christ, we have to get the person of Christ right. Who does Christ say he is? And and if you think about all the times that Jesus pointed to himself, you'll see that Jesus unashamedly, unashamedly uh, thought, I guess maybe you could say highly of himself. I mean, he said that he is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the door. He is the good shepherd. He is the resurrection and the life. Uh, and he would also not... Uh, prevent other people from pointing to him and pointing to his divinity and what he came to do. I mean, John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Uh, Mary got down and washed his, uh, his, his feet. Right, all these different instances of people doing these incredible things or saying incredible things about Jesus. Right, and Jesus made all these claims about himself and also, let's not forget that Jesus would also say that he's that that he has no sin. Jesus would also say that he will, he would also call himself by the divine name I am, right? Which God says of himself when he was spoke, speaking to Moses at the burning bush. Jesus is saying that he is God. And what is the the greatest commandment? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And what does Jesus say? Uh, pick up your cross daily and follow me. That anyone who does not love me above their mother, father, brother, or sister is not worthy of me. Right? How could he say that if the first commandment is to love God? He could say that because, well, he is God. And if his, if his, and so if anybody, anybody in the world, anybody you came across was saying, hey, uh, it says all these things about himself or kept pointing to himself, you would think that this guy is a whack job and should be in a mental institution, or you'd think that this person is incredibly egotistical, and I want nothing to do with him, unless he's absolutely right about his claims, right? And Jesus is absolutely right about his claims, 
And you must also look at the character. If Jesus says all these things about himself, then what does his character look like? Does his character is his character consistent with his claims? And we could say, we should say, be able to say with 100% confidence that his character was consistent with his claims, right? He didn't say that he was, uh, <clears throat> he didn't say all these things, that he is the savior of the world, that he came to seek and to save the lost, and yet he here he is uh, blaspheming and, uh, and, and, and punching people and lying, right? We would say that this person, this person is a liar because mm -hmm. look at his character, right? And so, and so his his character helps to prove who he is. And then we also have to look at the resurrection. And I won't go into a lot of it here because I went uh, into details in this uh, through another book that we went through uh, late last year. But the resurrection as well proves that Jesus is the Son of God, that everything that he said about himself is true. And by the way, if, if, if you can uh, believe in Jesus then that also solves some other problems as well as, as uh, for example, the existence of God, right? Because if Jesus is who he says he is, is his, if his character is consistent with what he says about himself and the resurrection also proves that he is who he says he is and there are proofs, I mean, just, I, I wish I could, I, I don't have time, but um, then, then we can say for certain also that there is a God, um, because to believe and to believe in Jesus is to believe in God. So, anyways, that's the person of Christ, and we will return next week with basic Christianity and talk about man's need.